Congratulations, you made it to the X-Fill. You can relax, unpack your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me, as always, is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome. This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along for that journey. Today's a big day, man. Wow. This episode marks episode 52, one year. I just want to say thanks to everybody for watching. Thank you for listening. It's honestly kind of crazy to go from talking about a game we love to having tens of thousands of listeners across all platforms. It blows my mind every time I look at the stats. We've had over 300,000 downloads. We've regularly been in the top 50 gaming podcast chart. So I I just want to say it again. Thank you. The Xville community is you. It's all of you. It's incredible. And just just wanted to say thank you very much. So with that, Ronald, how are you, man? One year, 52 weeks, episode 52. Let everybody know how they can find you and what's going on in your world, man. Man, it's crazy that we made it to episode 52. Been doing this for a year. So for the 52nd time, you can get a hold of me in Discord. That is the best way to do that. Send me a DM, tag me in a message, are answering DMs all day long. And like Trigger just said, the Xfield community is all of you. And we love talking to you. We love interacting with you. I've had some just incredible conversations this week, and it's just been awesome. Lots of people are kind of just hanging out, and it's turned into this just like town square of gamers. And it's just awesome. It's a great place to just be and be a part of. But besides that, you can always find me hanging out in the hardware section in Discord. I'm always answering questions for people. Come ask us questions about upgrading your computer. We are talking with people, especially on the holiday season. Get your new parts, get all your new stuff, and get any questions answered as you get all of that installed and make sure Tarkov is uh, running great. You can find me on Twitter at Ronald Gaming. Follow us there. We do release things on Twitter from time to time. And of course, you can hang out with me and Trigger a couple times a week on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mtbtrigger. Outside of that, if you have something more formal, you can email that to the show at xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. And support for this show is brought to you by manscaped.com. You can save 20% and get free shipping. With the code EXFIL, that's code XFIL for 20% and free shipping at manscaped.com. The other ways you can support the show, use our code with one of our partners. Share the show with a friend. That's the one we've always asked from day one. Share it with somebody who needs it. Share it with somebody who's new to the game. Share it with somebody who just wants a place to hang out and find a great squad. I read a message today of somebody who went on their first successful Xfil raid. I'm not talking Xfil podcast or XP community. I'm talking about their first successful extraction from a Tarkov map, and they went along with four or five people from the XP Media Discord, the Xfil community. That was one of the coolest messages I've read recently, so that was awesome to see. But again, use codes with our sponsors. 
And lastly, it's our social channels and YouTube. That's youtube.com forward slash XP Media Now. That's where our guides and the live version of our podcast go. And then if you're looking to connect with me directly, I do stream a few times a week on Twitch. You can also find me on Twitter at MTB Trigger and Discord as well. So with all of that said, welcome to the 52nd, the one year anniversary of the show. So I say we kick it off how we always kick it off. Eric, how was uh, how's your week in Tarkov, man? Ah, it was an exciting week. It actually has been kind of fun to do the 50 million ruble challenge. I had a lot of people talk to me about that over uh, the past week and kind of ask me, well, how's that going? You know, have you lost all 50 million yet? You know, it's always good to have friends, right? But the resort's going well. I got to say, got to give a progress report. Uh, we've died a few times. We've definitely had some struggle along the way of learning resort. Uh, we've had some success, nothing really too crazy out of the ordinary, just um, been able to learn some sound really has been the thing. So got some tasks done in resort this week, which is something I would have not tried in the past, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. And also, uh, I've actually gone up in ruble count. So we've pulled out more than we've lost. And this includes kind of my standard set. So I keep buying MP7s <laughs> when I lose them. And uh, we're up over 90 million liquid uh, right now. So sitting pretty good for the rest of this wipe, however long it lasts. We're going to keep on keeping on with uh, Learning Resort and possibly move into Customs uh, dorm area. And then who knows, maybe even for fun, uh, depending on how long the wipe goes, maybe we'll get into some reserve and you and I can learn reserve. That'd be, that'd be kind of interesting to chronicle and fail at and tell everybody all about. So. <laughs> The learning process in Tarkov is so funny <laughs> because that's it. It's like, okay, how much am I willing to die to figure this out? <laughs> right. And there's a whole nother piece of it too. Like how much am I willing to admit that I die to figure this out? And so, you know, on the show, we, we basically hold nothing back. So I'm, I, who knows? We'll see how far the wipe goes and maybe we'll spend the rest of uh, Ronald's rubles uh, getting to that stage but this week uh, more resort learning it's gone well nice nice <laughs> it just it cracks me up because i think that is one of the things in this year that right i started podcasting after i had played PUBG for a long time right and started talking about PUBG. so there was the learning experience was different it was more like strategy whereas doing this it was like we're learning man we were like three weeks into it at the most, we might have been like two weeks in when we started. And it's amazing the difference in just talking about the failures. And <laughs> like, it's funny when something terrible goes on. It's the thing that I want to talk about. That's literally what I have in my notes for my week in Tarkov, because my time in game literally this week was spent watching Ronald play because of my own failures. <laughs> yeah, it and we need to get into that story, but I just had this memory of like our very first episode where we transitioned to the X-Fill. We had the, the, the escape from, uh, I think the, the opening scene was we escaped from something else to get into Tarkov. And I think about how far, you know, we've come in the game and we've kind of chronicled this whole journey of learning this game and getting to the point where we're at, which we're by no means experts, but, you know, we've definitely come a long way and how much fun it's been to learn and how complex Tarkov really is. And so 
Yeah, it uh, really doesn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but it just reminded me of that of that moment because I'm a little bit nostalgic feeling right now as we we work through our one year episode. But we should get into the story of what we did this week. It was <laughs> it was kind of funny. Well, I, I it's funny because we had this whole thing planned. the The plan for today is to talk about tips. It's to talk about uh, just the things that we have learned for the early, the mid, and the late game. And it's not like our top tips. It's not. The here's the one thing you got to know. It was like when we're thinking about, you know, the the players we've talked to over time and and just little tips. We wanted to make an episode that was just very back to basics of helping people. But as we just kicked it off, like I also had that nostalgic rush for uh, when we did it. And, you know, maybe maybe there's someone new out there who hasn't listened to the early episodes. And I, I would say this, like. You can listen to the early ones. I don't know that I would recommend watching them because it gives us like <laughs> like like horrible like cringe things when we pull it up to like go back and look, you know, cuz every now and then I need a reminder of where we came from and we <laughs> if you go watch some of them it's like oh man, it's it's fun. It's it's I'm laughing because we're just super critical on it. We've always wanted to get better. We still want to get better, not just at Tarkov but at podcasting and the YouTube content, all of that. And I'm also thinking back to those days where we were just doing the, the um, what was it? The XP, uh, what was it? Um, XP Gaming. XP Gaming. XP Gaming was the, hey, we want to talk about games and here's how we're going to do it. So we talked about PUBG. We talked about uh, WoW. We talked about WoW Classic. And then it morphed into Tarkov. And that just became the thing. And there were so many things that, that came with that. It was, how do you change an RSS feed? Oh my goodness, there's like 7,000 podcast places to go. I mean, it's just all this stuff. So yeah, nostalgia hit me as well. And uh, I'm not going to push it down. I think if it comes up, I'm going to talk about it. Because getting to the point where we did 52 weeks in a row, having not, we didn't miss one. And just the stories that, you know, you hear and then we see in Discord and you know, oftentimes someone will DM both of us. Sometimes someone DMs you. Sometimes they DM me. It doesn't matter. But just hearing the stories of how somebody picks up the game or had bought it and didn't know what to do and then came back to it and found us like every story about the podcast or some way that we helped. Just can't imagine how cool it is to read those stories and to see some of the people that picked up the game around the same time as us now being extremely good at the game, expert level and helping new people get through their first raids is an amazing cycle to experience. So sorry for the total tangent. Um, I'll, I'll get into my playtime now. Back to watching Ronald play. I the, the raid that comes to mind from this last week was really shortly after we recorded the last episode and Ronald basically came up with the 50 million rubles that he was willing to spend on shoreline and he's like hey i've got two tasks in the resort uh you want to come help and i said sure let me gear up i need to uh shoot scavs i'm still working on not scavs players i wanted to be in a position where i could shoot pmcs with a mosin over 55 meters if we encountered them so i actually geared up with an mp7 and then i also took in a scoped mosin and since we were going to be running into the resort, I took in class five armor, took in a helmet with a face shield and just made sure I had a couple grenades, stimulants, heals, the whole bit. So our whole plan was to get up to the resort, not necessarily in a hurry, not necessarily slow because we had two tasks to do. 
and it was in two very different sections of the resort. And we got the tunnel spawn. So basically as far away from the resort as you can possibly get. So we start clearing up through Villa, and we stay on the southern perimeter of that, and we start hearing shots. And so, of course, I have a scope Mosin, and I need long-range kills, so I start scoping in and seeing where it's going. Well, we kind of spot them. They're not really able to be shot. We saw them duck into some buildings, and then presumably we thought they were making their way towards power or up towards the resort. So we kind of took those hills that lead up to the gas station from the west, and we just started watching. And Eric says, hey, let's just hang out here for a minute. We don't need to go to pier. We don't need to go to power. Let's just hang out. Let's let it clear out. And we're hearing shots up at the resort like there always are. And then there was this like tremendous like five minute period of silence. Like there's nothing going on. And it's like, this is weird. There's nothing going on up at resort. So then we hear stuff going on again in Villa. And we spot these two guys running left to right. And they're going into the cottage area there where Sanitar spawns. And they go in, and then a minute or so later, they come running out. Well, then we lose them, because they were running towards the blue fence area, and it seemed like they were going up to resort, and we lost them. So at that point, there's a couple scabs up there, and Ronald's got the shotgun task for killing scabs. So he shoots them, and I'm just, I'm just hanging out, just watching, looking around, and I hear these guys running. So they must have turned around, taken a wide flank, and Ronald's probably, I don't know, 75 meters, maybe further, up the hill, because I was trying not to interfere with his scav kills. I didn't want him to aggro me and have to kill him. So at this point, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? These guys are charging. I know there's two of them. I hear two sets of footsteps, and I know that, you know, Eric's not anywhere near me, because he's off doing what we intended to do, and so I chose to stay still. I chose to stay prone where I was. I was scoping over the villa area towards swamp and moving left to right up towards resort, trying to find people to pick off. Well, they end up running up the spine right to where I was at. And when they got really close to me, they were 180 degrees. They were right behind me. And I just couldn't fathom not engaging them. So I popped up, they're right behind me, I start spraying into one, do a lot of damage, I was hurt, and they ended up killing me. And at this point, Ronald was heading towards me, but again, not enough time. And it was one of those moments where I was so frustrated with myself that I literally allowed these guys to dictate the engagement. I had an MP7, I had a kit that was very capable of taking these guys out, and I don't really sit still very well. I don't do well with letting enemies come to me. I like to either stall their push so that I can strategically pick where I want to engage, or I like to push into them strategically to let them make a mistake. I very rarely let somebody come to me. And when I do that, it's uncomfortable. It's uncommon. It's out of my normal element. So I don't react very well. And I didn't spray well. I shot all of my first magazine and Again, I did a lot of damage, but I wasted a lot of bullets and I just missed because I was kind of scared because honestly, I don't play that way. And so they ended up killing me. Ronald worked his way up. They rotated under him as he was coming up. They basically were able to hold that kind of small cliffside and, and get away. I was just super frustrated because I could have popped up the first second that I heard them and used my height, my positional advantage to 
shoot some shots at them and then disengage and wait for Ronald to get there or disengage and run back to him. Like, I just, I didn't play my game, even though I had the chance to. And I didn't really intend on learning to do something different. You know, playing a slower, more methodical, like, wait until they're right by you and hope they don't see you kind of style, which I know can be effective. It just didn't work out. So I'm thinking through all that, and I was super frustrated. And again, I was joking, but I ended up watching the rest of this 35 minutes of a raid as Ronald went and got his two tasks done. So I'll let you tell them about that. But it was a big learning experience for me because, again, I don't play a lot of squads. When I do, I usually play duos. I kind of got sucked into the moment of us hanging out, letting people rotate, kind of watch what's going on. And I didn't flick back into my play style when a situation that I'm familiar with and like, I like that PvP. I actually really like that scenario. And I didn't take the chance to switch back into MTB mode and play the way that, you know, I I would normally play that area. So it was a really frustrating moment uh, for, for me in that few second engagement. It was kind of rough, though. I mean, we didn't see them until kind of the last minute. And they were coming out of construction site, heading towards kind of the road towards power. But they weren't really coming towards where we were, which is the the rock face, which is south of the power lines and south of construction site in between the power station and construction site. So where we were and where they were coming from, I mean, spotting them was a little bit rough and it was a 2v1 and I was too far away to really help. And that was part of the problem too. We kind of got separated, which is something that you can't really do. You shouldn't do. I should have just waited and that was on me. I should have waited closer to you because those scavs would have been there to kill uh, in another like 30, 40 seconds. Because if I was if I was even half the distance between us closer, we would have won that. We would have been able to, to take care of that. So it was just an unfortunate situation, uh, one that, you know, just happens in Tarkov. So like MTB said, that happened, right? And so he, I'm asking, where, you know, where'd they go? Where did you see them last? And, and then, of course, I hear something and look and don't see anything. And then when I do finally see them, they're pretty far away running and crossing at power. So it was too far away to really engage them with what I had. So I thought, okay, well, let's, uh, we're 14 minutes really into this raid. So let's go and try to do what we came in to do, but only do it solo and see, kind of see what happens. And this is an interesting moment for me personally, because this is not something that I would have tried to do in the past. I would have just made my way over to Road to Customs, X-Filled, and then reset. But like I said I, before in last week's episode, it's just time to take the training wheels off of certain aspects of the game for me. And one of those aspects is to get in resort and get meaningful things done. So I had the keys. I had bought the two keys that I needed for the two different tasks, and it was time to go. So I made my way through Power Station up into Terminal, cleared out there, picked up some stuff, and then made my way into the West Wing and Resort. So I entered into the hole in the fence and then hole in the first floor on West Wing, and then we stopped. And then we played the sound game, and we waited and waited and waited. Now, along the way, we definitely heard things. We didn't see anything really, but we definitely heard things around us, above us, below us, but we just were really strategic about movement and took our time. And we had 20 minutes or like 22 minutes inside of resort and I needed to get 
one quest item in the West Wing and one quest item in the East Wing. So, I mean, I had to get through the whole thing. So we picked up that quest item on, uh, I think it was the third floor at West Wing. So we got that picked up. We had to make our way down to the breezeway to cross into East Wing. And as soon as we did that, instantly I heard somebody. I wasn't sure if it was a scav or another PMC. This was probably 15 minutes to go. So the odds of it being a PMC are really low at this point, but the odds of it being a player scav are pretty high, at least from what my experience has been in resort. And so that's actually a pretty dangerous situation to be in because player scavs, man, a good player has nothing to lose. And they just, you know, run at you and do crazy things, right? You know, you have everything to lose. And I actually ducked into a room and got shot at by either a player scav or a PMC. I think it was a player scav, but I was able to shoot back, not sure if I hit him, and then wait. And then I heard somebody run, but they but they ran out and they ran away. It was okay. We're still going strong. And I wasn't necessarily seeking out the PvP at that point. My intention was to fulfill my purpose, to get that other room cleared that I had for the task and then get to Road to Custom. So I had my extract was quite a ways away. And so getting that last room cleared, I got the last room cleared. We had eight minutes left and just about ready to go when all of a sudden we hear two or three sets of footsteps around. And I'm in the stairwell on East Wing, second story on the far east side. And if you know that area, there's no way out of the building over there. So I'm kind of trapped in the stairwell. I can hear footsteps to my right, and I don't know what's going on. So I end up having to make a choice, right? I'm literally at, at this point, six minutes left to go in the raid. And the choice is charge through this, probably scavs, maybe player scavs, maybe AI, and deal with the consequence, or potentially not have a time, enough time to make it to the exfil. So we ended up deciding, all right, we got to go. It doesn't matter, and we got to go. You got to go, you got to go. It's stupid to wait it out and die in the stairwell. <laughs> so ended up charging through, and we got one scav on the way out, and there was two more. I ran back towards the East Wing, towards the middle of the building, and I went down the center steps and out the front door, past the helicopter, down the rock face on the east side of the river, and then towards Road to Custom. So I made kind of like if you drew a line between the chopper and Road to Customs, that's kind of how I ran. North side of Radio Tower, along the fence line to Road to Customs. And this is literally like we're getting to Road to Customs with less than a minute left to go. And of course, there's a scav at Road to Customs <laughs> that spawned there. And so ended up taking him out, didn't have time to loot him. And we actually ended up exfilling with like 30 seconds to go in the raid. So used the entire time limit, got two tasks done after Trigger died. And it's really interesting for me personally to reflect on this because like I said, this is not something that a couple months ago I would have take it on. I just would have reset the raid and started over again. It's a good progression in the game for me and hopefully an encouragement to other people listening to this that, you know, you got to get to a point where you just have to do it. And it's a reminder that what comes so natural and easy for certain types of players is very difficult for others. And I think that it's a cool thing when either type of player, whether you're super aggressive or whether you're super passive, when you learn something new and you're able to put it into practice and actually overcome something that's been bothering you or giving you trouble, it's just a great feeling in Tarkov. Tarkov is designed in a way that that feeling of overcoming something takes so much effort 
It's very satisfying. So I would say that raid, even though Trigger died, and even though I do think I made a mistake by being too far ahead of him when we were on the ridge, I still consider that raid to be a pretty good success this week. Yeah, I I don't think you made a mistake. I mean, and I'll tell you why. I mean, there was a point where we were together and I saw scavs. And the reason I ran back was I saw him and I said, hey, there's some scavs over this hill. I don't want to aggro them. I think there's multiple. Uh, I think you should go get them. So you did. And in chasing down the second one, I mean, maybe it could have been, hey, first one's down. Uh, Why don't you head this way? Or you can head part of the way like. In terms of like, if you wanted to call it a mistake, it, it would be a minor communication mistake. But I would imagine I would have said, no, I'm good. I'm sniping. <laughs> like, I know I know what my mindset was during it. Like, I had my spot. I knew what I was watching. And I just, I don't look at it that way. But I can appreciate the uh, introspection there. It is interesting how when you're faced with a encounter that you're not normally seeking out or that you don't do while you're relaxing and just playing your game. It's amazing how much of a teaching moment or how big of a teaching moment those can be. Again, I made a split second decision to just sit. If I would have just played the way that I normally play, and it's worth noting that there was an opportunity for me to do that. It's not taking a situation where I should sit and stay there. It was one where I heard them. I knew they were down the hill. I knew they were wrapping up. I made the call and I just waited. So again, it's just, I don't know. It's a fascinating uh, thought exercise to go back through that raid. And again, I'm sitting there watching Ronald clear through the resort, get these tasks done. And these are tasks that I've done, but I don't know these areas very well. So watching him go through the resort and move through it, and we're talking about it as he's moving through was really helpful for me for the layout, right? And we're talking through stuff like, oh, do you think I should go to Rock Passage or do you think I should go to Road to Customs? And this was with like six minutes left. And I said, well, if you go to Rock Passage and it's closed, I don't know that you can get to Road to Customs. So I think you need to go to Road to Customs because you know that it's open. And he barely made it, which means if he went to Rock Passage and it was closed, it's a, you know, he's done. He's not, he's not exfilling. So it was great. It was great. Looking back on it, I can still feel that little burning fire of frustration with how I played. But ultimately, it's something I've experienced. I now know the sound of someone running up in that area. And I know that I would approach it completely differently, which is kind of what dying should be in Tarkov. It's okay. Well, I don't want that to happen again. How can I prevent it? So here we go. Yep. It's a perpetual lesson in Tarkov. (laughs) Exactly. And that that kind of points us towards what we want to do on this episode. It's meant to be just kind of a relaxing episode. It's just our tips for the various stages in the game. And as we're going through and talking about that raid, I'm sitting here thinking about tips and, and things that I can do better in there. But I want to I wanna scale it back a little bit. And we're just going to go through an order. We're going to talk about the early game. We're going to talk about the mid game. And we're going to talk about kind of end game and other stuff. So early game, we're kind of doing in the context of what do you wish you knew going into the game or, or what would you do different if you were starting over now? So let's let's kick this off. And uh, why don't you why don't you talk about your first uh, early game, early game tip? I think probably the biggest early game tip that I would give to anybody who's new to Tarkov is 
that you really need to play this game to survive, extracting in Tarkov and living is actually more important and beneficial to you or to any player than PvP. Every raid really, really, really matters. And if there was anything that I learned the hard way, it's that Tarkov is not a run and gun game. Tarkov is a game that you have to strategically play to live because there's just so much consequence for dying every time. It takes so much extra effort to play the game and to enjoy the game. If you take your time and if you actually play to live, and that doesn't mean you can avoid, you should avoid PvP. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying playing to live is, I think, probably from the classic shooter title is probably a big deviation. That's probably the biggest tip for the new player. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think one of the reasons that we named the podcast The Exfil was recognizing this pretty early. And we fought over the name of the... <laughs> not, I wouldn't even say we fought, but we went back and forth on a bunch of names for the podcast. And I remember we kept going back to The Exfil because early on, right, keep in mind, I, I came from PUBG, right, which is fighting. It is gunplay it's it's survival right you want to survive you want to make it to the end you want to win but for me it was it's a lot of gunplay and pvp and so when i think about early in tarkov i played that way (laughs) and and to some extent my gun skills allowed me to do things that maybe another early player in tarkov can't do but i i had to struggle a bit and the truth is my my biggest moment in this game was the first time that i killed someone wearing a monster backpack with a bunch of gear that I had never seen before. I got it all on, and now I have to survive. And as a PvPer, it was, well, the PvP's done, but I still got to get out. And that's when my heart started pumping, and I was like, oh my goodness, it is on. And that was the moment for me that this tip just resonates, because if if you're playing to do anything other than survive, you're going to have a hard time. Now, you can do a lot of things in between when you get into the raid and when you do survive but learning early on that survival's key that means to engage when you have to disengage if you need to stay still if you need to uh you know that graphics card may be in that room it may not but if you if you got full bags of other stuff it, it may make sense to to reset and repeat so i i agree play to survive it's a it's a great tip absolutely and the one thing about that concept that i think is super important is it's okay to not hit a home run with loot every single time in Tarkov. It's really okay to go after loot runs that are maybe average. And if you do hit a home run, if you do find that LEDX or that graphics card or everything else that every guide will tell you is the only way to succeed in Tarkov, that's great. But the truth about it is Tarkov, to use a baseball analogy that we've used in the past, is a game of singles. It's not a game of home runs. It's a game of singles. And if you're going to be successful in the long run, the biggest tip to tell a new a new friend who's picking up the game is you're gonna you're gonna hit a lot of singles. You're gonna extract with 150, 200,000 worth of stuff, and that's a win. That really is a win, especially in those early early raids before you have access to the flea market. Yeah, agreed. And kind of along those lines, one of the tips that I had written down for early game was related to progress and tasking and. It can be really challenging to figure out your direction 
in the beginning of the game. So one of the things that I was thinking through as a tip was, you know, tasking can be challenging. And I think it's a good tip to take breaks from tasking because while tasking teaches a lot about the game and they're really good about teaching you that you need to loot something and survive with it and get out. And then you've got to find maybe three of those things, right? And and now there's some hideout things that can help you out with it. But speaking of hideout, that's, that's kind of this tip. It's okay to take a break from tasking early on to focus on getting materials that you need for your hideout. It's still progression oriented, but it can feel really good to get those hideout builds going because oftentimes they take hours and sometimes many hours to complete the construction in your hideout. So I think taking a break from tasking, if you're running into one of those roadblock tasks, can be a really good thing. And and it's there's many ways to take a break, but specifically, you know, if you want to stay on your PMC and you want to keep getting in there, you know, don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit. You know, because early on, if you're going in after a gas analyzer, if you're going in after some find and raid item that can be challenging to get, it can get really frustrating. So take a break, work on the hideout, work on progressing some other uh, piece of the game for a little while. Yep. The tasking system is going to feel weird at first. And and that's okay. It's just going to push you in different ways that will be comfortable for some people, not comfortable for others. The one task that I would encourage everyone to just not cheat on, because there is the temptation to look in the wiki for the answers for everything, is when you start to get the gunsmith tasks, tell your friends, if they want to be great at Tarkov, to not cheat at the gunsmith tasks and to try to build the guns and to create the stats from the different attachments they have access to. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to take a while. But if you can understand the guns and the attachment system in Tarkov, you are miles ahead of everybody else. And you create guns that will make you successful in that mid and late game. And that's something that I wish I would have done a better job of personally. And so that's something that I always point out to new Tarkov players and say, this is worth your time to learn how to do the gun building system through those gunsmith tasks. Yeah. That's a great point. I think, especially from an MMO player's perspective, if you're coming over and you're really interested in the RPG elements or the MMO aspects, many of those games almost rely on their third-party resources. And I think Tarkov, to an extent, is built to rely on third-party resources. And I think Nikita's even said that. And there can be some of these less clear tasks, like gunsmithing, that really do teach you a lot. But if you just go look it up, you you can ruin that. And it's things like, you know, there's very specific asks in the gunsmith tasks, like, you know, having it be only six slots, or has to be a certain color, or it has to hit certain ergonomics or recoil ratings, etc, etc. And as you start learning how to accomplish those things, it teaches you that certain guns have folding stocks. You can remove a magazine to save space in your stash. And all these little things that you'll find out there in tips and tricks videos, like these one-off like, hey, you can remove the pistol grip and the magazine to save space in your stash. But if you really dig into the gunsmithing, you will learn a lot of these little tips and tricks naturally. But you also have to be thinking, well, how does this help me in the game? What is this trying to show me? And if you look at the tasks through that lens, you can actually learn a lot about the game. Yep, absolutely. And when you're going through the task system, 
There's a lot of it that's going to seem really weird, but then you get on the other side of it and, you know, some of it's going to help you. Some of it is poorly designed. You know, we've been honest about what we think about it. I think that the test system is not really that engaging. However, there are certain skills that it does teach you. So personally, I'm glad that I've done some of the tasks and others I just ignore because I don't find them personally things that I want to do. And so I think that if you're in the early game in Tarkov and you're talking about the entire task system to your friend, if you're level 50 or whatever and you've done all the different things, remember that when you're talking to an early game player, they have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> it just encourage them to take away from the tasks the skills that they need to develop to get through the game to get to where you are. And so in the end, I think that the early game tasks are hard. But I do think that there is some value to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the next thing for me, I guess the biggest tip for early game is <laughs> I wrote down ammo, ammo, ammo. <laughs> and the reason I did that is because armor and helmets mean almost nothing when you don't have a lot of map knowledge. And sub tip is map knowledge is king. There's just no replacement for knowing the maps. And the truth is, you can get by with budget armors, you can get by with budget helmets to survive better against scabs. But once you get a feeling for shooting enemies, I, I just don't think you want to be wondering, would I have killed that guy if I would have spent more on ammo? I think that's one of the biggest traps this game has to offer is, well, if I just had better ammo, or if my armor was one class higher, that kind of thing. But I think it's more prevalent on ammo. So my recommendation, my early game tip is try to take one magazine of the best ammo that you can afford, whether it's off of a trader or the flea market once you have access to that. I don't think it's worth going broke over it, but ammo, regardless of the weapon that you put it in, if it has good penetration and damage, it can kill somebody in one shot if you hit a headshot or do a lot of damage to them. And for that reason, I think ammo is king, at least as the game is right now, and I would focus more on ammo than I would on armor, which is very counterintuitive to most, <laughs> to the way that I started playing the game, especially in the early game. Yep, I agree with you. I think ammo is very confusing in Tarkov, and this would be one of the things where I would definitely point your friends to the ammo spreadsheet. You know, join the Xville community and have them come in and take a look at all the resources that we have linked all over the different places. Ammo is a very confusing thing in Tarkov, and it's ammo is much more intended to be realistic in Tarkov. And because of this, it's just variety based, right? So there's different things that it does, and you have to be kind of intentional in how you use it. I would say that you're right about ammo. Ammo is a tough thing to learn. Uh, but definitely something that people need help with on day one in Tarkov. My last tip for the beginning stages of Tarkov is just not to be discouraged. Your friends are going to die a lot, and everybody who gets Tarkov and starts playing the game is going to die a lot. Everybody's been broke, where your ruble count is nothing, and you're like, now what do I do? You know, Tell them about the free stuff that's there. Send them to Uncle Prapper, get the welfare AK, tell them to go scav, Get out of the scav run with whatever they have and then, you know, throw it on their PMC and keep going. Tarkov is very punishing, as we all know, in the beginning stages of the game. 
and is just to not be discouraged because you're going to die. And remember that when you're watching up guides and when you're looking at streamers and all those things, remember that emulating that kind of play style is a lot harder in Tarkov. <laughs> it's just not going to be something you can do after playing it for like 10 hours. You're not going to be able to run and gun. This isn't a typical FPS. And when you're talking to your friends, you're getting them in. That's really, that's my last big tip for the early game person who picks up the game. And we were told that to a certain extent when we picked up the game. We were told that by Dadcaster and by the One Heart who was playing Tarkov before us. You know, they told us, hey, this game is, this game is a lot. <laughs> and uh, if you go back to the very early episodes of the Xville, Dadcaster was our first, our second guest. I think the One Heart was our, was our first guest officially. And then we had Dadcaster on shortly after that. And we had pretty long conversations that were things that we were just experiencing. And they're like, yep, this, you know, it, it's hard. Stay, stick with it and do it. So just remind your friends they're going to die and that's okay. Yeah, and the bush does not make as much noise as you think it does <laughs> the first time you <laughs> wrestle something. Exactly. And I think it's worth noting, right, we're talking about early game, mid game, late game, like it's a clearly defined thing in Tarkov, and it's not. And as we move into our quote-unquote mid game discussion, you know, in, in my mind, this is the grind. This is the the ruts. This is the walls that you run into. This is the getting Tarkov'd moments. It's when, you know what, you're starting to figure this game out, but now you're moving into those, you know, harder tasks. You're moving into the, you know, trying to find better loot. You're trying to make money and, and it's getting hard again, right? The game's super hard to get into and then you kind of figure it out and now you gotta, you kind of got to get over that hump and it, it usually takes time, rubles, energy, heartbreak the whole bit so that that's mid game as we're getting back into that like you know clench factor you know so one of the things that i am a huge fan of right and notice that we're not coming at you with a bunch of tips like you can default shift left click to throw items back and forth off your character and your stash those things are important but this is this is more of high level stuff and i wanted to talk about scabs for a minute because I think scabs are important throughout the entire game, but I think scabs are actually one of the best mid-game tools at your disposal. Not only because you can find find and raid items and, and get things that you need for your hideout and, and other stuff like that, I think scabs represent a really cool way to have fun, and, and don't forget to have fun playing this game. You know, going on a scav and, and hitting interchange or factory and just sprinting around trying to get into a PvP fight, for me, is a really fun thing to do. I know some people that, that will go on a scav and they'll go sit somewhere with zero intention of engaging with an enemy, but they just want to see what people do. They want to see how people rotate. So I <laughs> I talked to somebody that would go up on the Emercom Xfil sniper spot where people shoot from that staircase towards the Emercom Xfil, and they would just crouch up there and just watch the time and then how many scabs and players ran to the Xfil. And they just enjoyed that. It was a way for them to unwind after a really stressful set of raids. And I was like, that's really cool. That's a great thing to do with your scav if you want to still learn or still get better, but you you want to just go sit somewhere in the game. It's kind of a, a cool concept. So don't forget to use your scabs. That's probably my number one mid-game tip is don't waste your scabs. I mean, 
if you if you're comfortable PMCing all the time, that's great. But if you run into a rough string of raids or you just need to go have some fun and and shake it off, go do it. Go go uh, jump on your scav. That's really good. That is definitely something you're going to come into at this period of of your game development is understanding your scav. I think for me, looking back now on our second wipe and the mid game, the biggest challenge that I faced each time really was trying to find my purpose because what ended up happening to me several times was just kind of getting discouraged about, oh, I've got so much XP and I need to get or grind or so many tasks, things that I need to get done. And it started to become kind of a hill that I just didn't have a lot of time to get through. And I think that in this part of the game, you've decided you're going to play the game already. You're committing a lot of time to get to this point anyways, and you're starting to get better. Your map knowledge is going up. You're starting to learn where the exiles are, where the loot runs are. So you have some kind of an economy that's going. And you kind of have to decide at this point what your purpose and why you're going to log in to play whenever you have game time. You're like, why do you choose Tarkov over another game, right? And you have to decide, do you want to have a big pile of money? Like, are you just trying to get a bunch of currency? Are you a loot goblin? Do you want to level up? Do you want to get to level 60, you know, 5 or 70 or whatever and be like one of those guys? Do you care about your hideout? You know, do you want to become like the master of getting the hideout to max level and then creating the items in the hideout to either sell or use? Or do you care about Kappa? Are you going to be the task progression person who really gets through everything so that you make your way and get Kappa? You kind of have to find your why with Tarkov in the mid game, because that's what is going to get you through kind of the exponential curve of time. You know, once you really get into this point from here on out, it's just a grind and you have to, you really have to have a solid why to keep playing. Otherwise you're just not going to play anymore. And once I kind of decided what I was going to do and why I was going to do it, I really felt like the mid game actually went from being my least favorite part of Tarkov to honestly, probably one of my most enjoyable in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I guess for a number of reasons, you know, I, at the beginning of this wipe, pushed really hard. And I would say I flew through the mid game. You know, I got to level 40 really quick. And that was my goal. And so for me, the mid game was a little different because I set my goal on 40, hoping it would take quite a while, but it, it only took a couple of weeks. And I had the ability to play quite a bit when the when the uh, wipe happened, just because of everything that's going on in the world these days. And that made the mid game an interesting concept to me because I got to where I was in the previous wipe really quick. And so I had to go back to finding a purpose. What did I want to do? And after hitting 40 and, you know, continue to do some tasks and that kind of thing. You know, my mid game was the same. It was at a very different level than I think most people would consider the mid game. But for me, it was like, you know, week two and a half, week three to week 10. And in those first couple of weeks, I hit 40. And then I just did a bunch of different stuff. And ultimately, I decided that I wanted to, you know, get cases, build my, you know, <laughs> my caseception takeover. And for me, that purpose defined the mid game. And yeah, man, I, I agree. I think it, it doesn't matter what it is. Is it getting strength to max level? Is it maxing your endurance? Is it, you know, hideout completion? All of that stuff 
becomes really good goals. But I I actually do agree with the premise that you do need to find something to focus on, uh, whether it's getting Kappa or hideout, whatever, because without that, I, I was lost for a little while. It's like, I don't really know, know what to do now. I got here really quick. Didn't expect that. Yeah, and along with that, I, I kind of think that the mid-game is the time to find one map that you just love. And that no matter what you're doing, if you've tried to do a task that's super punishing, you're feeling discouraged, and you're kind of frustrated. And in your lowest points in Tarkov, you have to have, I think at this point, a map that you don't have to do any progression on. You can go into every time. You can have a good time. You know where everything is. And you just have high map knowledge that is just, it's like muscle memory. You know, and, and for me, that's Shoreline. That's my map. And I can just do that whenever I want to and come out with something. And it's relaxing, right? And I think during the mid game, you really, you got to develop that. Yeah, I agree. And I guess to go along with finding a map you really love, I would also say, don't be afraid to try new guns. And another way to say that would be try to find a new gun that you love. This wipe, I dug into the uh, 5.56x39 calibers and the AKs specifically. And now that is my favorite gun class to mod. You know, I whenever I see an RK3 on somebody's gun i pull that off or if i if i can loot one or or take it i I try to take those out because i know i'm going to build an ak with an rk3 you know or an rpk and so i guess the tip there would be as you get into the mid game and you start unlocking new traders and different levels of the traders you're going to unlock a lot of new gun parts and i would say don't be afraid to try new guns don't be afraid to get into the modifying screen and try to find something that suits your playstyle. And for me, that led to finding, you know, the AKs, the 5.56.39 caliber, and that just became my favorite. And I still default to that. If I'm like, oh, what should I run? I know the close quarters combat one that I like. I know the one that is versatile. And I know the one that I like to shoot longer range with. And the, the that caliber for me can do it all because I spent a lot of time with it. That's good. My final tip for the mid-game area is if you're not sure what you really want to do, set your first goal to get to level 30. Because at level 30, you can unlock the majority of the hideout. You get a decent amount of traders that are unlocked fairly far. And it gives you access to a lot of utility in the game. You get a lot of economy stabilization from the hideout. And it really gives you the opportunity to sustain some, I'll call them like fishing expeditions into other things the game has to offer, which can be expensive. So if you really don't know, I would say if you have a friend or if you're in this situation where you're in the mid game, you're, you're less than level 30, get to level 30. Level 30 is a good spot to explore Tarkov. I like that. I think just naturally, that's when I started exploring Tarkov. It was late 20s when I discovered Factory in my first wipe, and that brought me into the 30s, and then it was like, okay, oh, I, I can learn PvP. Oh, okay, I can learn how to do this stuff, and I think it's a really natural spot for exploration anyway, so I do. I think that's a great goal. It's a good point. So let's let's move into our, our kind of final tips, and you know, as we were talking, I wrote down some quickfire random ones that maybe we'll throw in here at the end, and I guess the one that I would kick off for late game is, and again, it's not 
to say here's what Ergo is, here's what the best gun you can make, but I guess what I wanted to say was ergonomics and recoil modifications and modifiers do matter. You know, modifying guns for those things is important, but I think what I would say is make sure you're modifying guns to your playstyle. You know, if you go find a gun build and someone says, hey, this is a meta HK or a meta AK or meta RPK, whatever they say, well, it's meta something, right? It's it's either the meta on uh, maybe it's the lowest vertical recoil you can get. Maybe it's the lowest uh, horizontal recoil you can get. Maybe it's the highest ergonomics you can get. And then there's some sort of combo back and forth. So, for example, if you don't have any issue spraying down an enemy at medium distance, but you're struggling at close range and you just feel like the enemies are shooting faster and you're not quite getting the jump on people, then perhaps you need to focus on modifying for ergonomics because that's going to reduce the amount of time it takes to go from holding your gun to aiming down the sights. Now, point firing, which is shooting from your hip if you have lasers and infrared attachments, can really improve your game as you learn to do that, but a lot of people do aim down sight. So if that's what you're struggling with, go for ergonomics. On the flip side, if you're really good at getting the first couple of shots off at an enemy, but you often, you know, whether you look back at some recordings you have or you just feel like you're missing high and you can't control those bullets and they're, and they're floating up over the PMC, well, maybe you do need to look at the vertical or horizontal recoil and ergonomics isn't as big of a deal for you. And I, and I think that's the trap. And the tip I would give is don't get so stuck on the meta guns because they're only meta in a category. And it may not be the best for your specific playstyle. Yeah, the meta concept in general is one that I'm not a fan of. I think Tarkov actually is a great example of how meta is a very subjective thing. There are so many different guns. There's so many different ammo combinations. You can win with a lot of different things in Tarkov. You don't have to necessarily build whatever the one gun to kill them all is. And I really like that. I would say my final kind of thought or tip for someone who is, you know, getting past that mid game and then whatever, but it, maybe you're just getting to the point where you've mastered most of what Tarkov is and you have to kind of decide, like, do you enjoy the game that you mastered? Like, is this something that you play to the point where you've gotten good at it and now you feel like you've completed it and you're going to move on to the next thing? Or is it something that you still want to keep playing? And if it's something you want to keep playing, my suggestion is that you play the opposite playstyle of what you normally do. Learn a different playstyle. Learn something totally different. Tarkov is a game that rewards skill variety. And so if you have the ability and the time and the desire to learn the opposite of what you natively play, it's going to make you that much better than everybody else that you come up against. I think Tarkov is a really fun game to play. And if you can get to the point where you play Tarkov really just for fun, it's honestly one of the best games I've ever played. And that's why I continue to play it. So that's my final thought as we talk about tips. Oh, man. Yeah, I my tip is, man, if you're thinking about getting this game, if you're thinking about trying it or you're struggling with it or whatever, every item can be found. You can go find anything. You can do scav runs to make money and farm up any amount of currency. 
just like Ronald, just like you just said, man, it's like this game is just unreal how deep it is. And then at other times it's it doesn't feel that deep, but the challenge is always there. The fact you can lose your gear going into a raid just makes it just something special. And I do agree with you. I think this is one of the most engaging and best games I've ever played. I hope that someone listens to this and, and grabs one thing out of it. Maybe it's a it's a different thought or whatever, because when I talk with people and and listen to how they play or you know, they come into episode feedback and say, well, what about this thought? Or what about this side? You said this. I think this. What do you think? It makes me change the way I approach the game or think about a situation. And I really think that it's it's just something that I appreciate about the game. So, yeah. So and that's what allows me to get better at the game or to dig deeper into the game is when you know, somebody bounces an idea off me or I have an experience in a raid that completely changes the way I'm going to approach a situation or someone does something to me that I want to replicate and figure out how they accomplished it. And so that's my thing is, you know, lean in, you're going to die. Most of the lessons I've learned in Tarkov's are from dying. Sometimes I'll try something and it works and now I've learned it, but that's definitely the, the exception to the rule. So yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, you've made it this far. You've made it to episode 52. Hopefully you got one thing out of this. You know, maybe you are the expert now. Maybe you've been around the game for a long time. Maybe you got one thing out of this that is a tip that you could take and, and modify your game. And if you're brand new or you haven't tried the game yet, uh, this is the, maybe this is a good episode to bookmark as you move through the game. I guess my biggest tip is, you know, lean into this game. It's not going to be easy, but I think it's a game that's that's well worth your time to play. So that's what I got for tips. Absolutely. It's been a great year learning to play Tarkov. I'm looking forward to uh, many, many more episodes of the X-Fill and looking forward to getting, you know, much, much better at Tarkov, you know, as we go continue the journey of figuring out this game. But that's about it for this week. We always like to end with the green bars flashing. This week would be a little different. I just want to end this by saying thank you to everybody. MTB got a chance to say his thank you to the community in the beginning of the show. I'm going to take this opportunity to say mine at the end of the show and say thank you to everybody who's made the Xville community great. It's it's really about you guys. It's not really about us. The show is, is your show. We do this because we've gotten uh, just the chance to play Tarkov with a bunch of friends. And along the way, the journey and the ride has been really unbelievable. And we just want to say thank you. And I just want to say a personal thank you to everybody. And that's pretty much it for this week. As always, I hope you have a great week in your raids. So whatever you're trying to do this week, whatever time that you get to try to progress, I hope everything is successful for you. Please leave some notes and episode feedback with uh, your tips and whatever happens in your raids. We'd love to hear stories and feel free to DM Trigger or myself anytime happy to talk to you about uh anything uh regarding the show or tarkov or whatever but that's pretty much it so looking forward to episode 53 starting the next year's worth of podcasts i'll see you in the next one see you guys thank you so much